Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today we're talking Secret Invasion, episode three. Things are getting spicy and secretive and even more confusing. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But first, Luke is back. So he's going to give us his quick first thoughts on the first two episodes uh, to kind of catch back up with episode three. Hey, everyone. I am back from vacation. Um, oh, man, what a ride because like so many people were talking about this. So like I had access to uh pretty much Facebook and Twitter um but for some reason the one the, where I went Disney Plus was like one of the very few social networks that just isn't like worldwide <laughs> which is wild like Netflix is Facebook pretty much is YouTube is but like Disney Plus is not there yet. <laughs> it's so weird I, you'd think like how hard would that be to yeah, I'm wondering, like, and this this is we're going off topic, but yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like, once all the streaming services will try to, like, broadcast everywhere, because, like, mm. HBO, like, Max, you couldn't get access to anything. Paramount Plus didn't work. Disney Plus didn't work. <laughs> Pretty wild. And I had actually downloaded episode one, because my goal was, to, like, watch it on the airplane. And for some odd reason, none of my Disney Plus downloadable content would work for so I was kind of in the dark, which was so frustrating. So like whenever I got back, I had to like binge episode one and two. Um, but yeah, I really am enjoying the show so far. It's crazy that like because we're about to get an episode three and like we're at the halfway point, which is so wild because it's just six episodes. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the spy espionage style things. Um, so it's been really interesting to get into that kind of um style of show and we're getting a lot more time with nick fury which is really great because looking back through like the end of phase four coming into phase five he's one of those characters where it's like you know he's such a big part of like the avengers initiative and everything that's been going on so we really need to know like what has he actually been up to like what has been his you know mission his hurdles things like that you know we've gotten some teases that we know that he's been on a spaceship and He's doing some things there. So it's nice to, to get more time with Nick Fury. And now we're diving into this world of the scrolls and understanding like what's been going on there and where they're at, their impact, their missions. And we're, I don't know, it's, it's been weird because we're getting, you know, characters that we know and love that are coming in and we're seeing things happen to them. And now we're getting these new characters and then the end of episode two, which is like getting more into the personal life of Nick Fury, which I had to go look into that because, and Drew, this is where I'll probably need your insight on because I'm not familiar enough with the the comic of this. So I don't know like what's accurate, what's not, where we're at in terms of the full storyline. But, you know, seeing seeing the end of episode two with knowing that Nick uh, Fury is, is married to a scroll, it makes perfect sense. It's like really defines like his full relationship with them. Uh, it does bring up some questions that I've got and we'll kind of cover those near the end of this episode. Cause like 
even after episode three, there's certain things that happened where I'm scratching my head. Like why hasn't this particular thing been invented or happened yet? And we'll get into that in a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great watch. And I think the big, you know, the biggest thing is like, who's who that's, that's kind of like the whole premise of this is like, are these people really who they say they are? And, and that's what we're going to get more into. Yeah. I, I'm super excited because I feel like the series is showing us things in like a new way. Whereas all the other series have been very much like one character story. I feel like this series is kind of like a couple characters stories. Um, And we're getting like, you know, they all kind of go along with each other, but I feel like we have like full character arcs for, at least four people, although we'll talk about something in this episode that maybe now we're at three people. I don't know. Um, but it's interesting to me. Well, I don't want we'll, we'll, Okay, we'll get to it. Let's <laughs> let's jump in. Let's jump into this episode. Um, I feel like this episode was slower than the first two. And not necessarily in a bad way, but it was also shorter. Um, so it feels like maybe the maybe next episode is going to be like a lot. Um, Probably. I mean, they've already said every episode is supposed to be about 50 plus minutes in length. Right. So there's at least some consistency there. But yeah, this one was a little slower paced. And And I feel like the fewer things happened in this episode but big things happened in this episode um we're getting this like you know i guess we can talk about like individual storylines but for talos we're getting this story where we're still not 100 percent sure if his daughter is good or bad or somewhere in the middle um you know we kind of get a little bit of that in that first episode where she's supposed to mark the bags and then the bags that she marked were empty and you kind of think like oh so like were the bags empty the whole time or were those actually the bags and now i feel like we're on the other side right where it's like oh is she secretly like a double agent and she is working with her dad trying to stop Gravik from like taking over. It's a, it's an interesting storyline that I, I'm kind of bummed that we only have three more episodes because it does feel like something that could, they could play this out a lot longer and it could be a more in-depth story. And I feel like I'm going to get shortchanged in the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen we've seen some of these series that have had more episodes and it's still the end feels rushed. So to have a show that seems to have so much depth to it, it's already halfway over and they just keep adding new questions every episode. It's like, what are you going to explain? How is this going to play out? Um I don't know. I, I liked the episode. I think that 
they're doing a really good job of telling this story. I just, I sort of forget as I'm watching that it's such a short series that then when I remember that at the, as the episode ends, I'm always like, oh man, like they're going to mess us up, right? Like the last episode's going to be such a buildup and then it's just going to, they're going to have to like wrap up all the stories really quick or they're going to drag it out into a second season, which like fine, but at some point there's going to have to be a division, right? Like I know Elisa and I talked about this last week, but the, I went and saw Indiana Jones mm-hmm. on the fourth and we saw the trailer for the Marvels. And the whole time we were watching the trailer, Nick Fury pops up a lot mm-hmm. in that trailer. And it is yeah. not the grizzled Nick Fury that we get in Secret Invasion. So is the Marvels in the past? Is the Mar is Disney Plus slowly separating itself into a different timeline or a different universe? And we're gonna have MCU over here and DMCU over here like is that division going to happen or are we going to get some sort of answer as to whether or not the series tie into the MCU I mean I know we're getting Kamala Khan so there's like there's a, a string tying those two together but then we have this secret invasion thing and it seems like they're setting up secret wars, but we also know they're setting up thunderbolts and they're setting up armor wars. And oh yeah, this is the Kang dynasty. It's like this too, it's too much. It's too much, too many, too many things that you're trying to set up. We should really just be focusing on one, maybe two. Um, so, well, I feel like they'll put the Kane Dynasty on a little bit of a hold. <laughs> it's yes. just the way it seems like it's gonna, that's going to go. Um, yeah, but they're going to have to explain it somehow. Yeah, we'll get there. It'll get there. <laughs> I, I'm i seeing so much set up for some other interesting things with this. But again, it's like, yeah, like, where is this ultimately going to lead? Um, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway with this episode is how much it ties into Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. So we do get that kind of legacy connection, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's just the future. Like, where is this leading us down the the future of the MCU? Mm-hmm. I, a big thing that happens in this episode, and also you can tie things in with uh, the trailers that we got for this series beforehand. Last episode, we were introduced to this experimentation that they're doing to enhance the scrolls so as comic book fans we're all like super scrolls coming but also as comic book fans we know that super scroll was made to combat the fantastic four and he has each of their powers that's what super Mm -hmm. scroll is so and this is something else we talked about last week but are we going to get super scroll with fantastic four powers Judging by this episode and some clips from the trailer for the series, it seems like they have altered Super Scroll to instead of having the powers of the Fantastic Four, he has the powers from four different MCU heroes that we have seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we see 
Gravic like shooting what looked to be like roots out of his arm. So we can assume that maybe that's like a group based power. Um, it did pop up on the computer screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting how they're introducing this super scroll as less of a answer to a problem and more of a, oh, they can just take anyone's powers. Which I get that, you know, that's something that does happen in Secret Wars in the comics. You know, there's a lot of heroes that are taken over by Skrulls. Um, but Super Skrull himself is a very specific thing. And it seems like they're building a, a version of Super Skrull without getting into the Fantastic Four. Which, fine. I get it. You're waiting for the movie to come out. But at this point... It's like Spider-Man, right? Or Batman. If we see another Spider-Man reboot and they show us Spider-Man getting bit by the spider, I'm out. We know he gets bit by the spider. We don't need to see it. Fantastic Four. We know what happens. They go to space. They get hit with the space waves and they get their powers. We don't need to see it again. So I do hope that when we get Fantastic Four, they are already the Fantastic Four. Um, so I personally was like really hoping that Super Scroll would have some sort of connection to the Fantastic Four, whether or not it's a huge payoff or just like that, oh, he can turn invisible or something. And we're like, I know where that's from. Uh, I mean, they're so deep into the casting. I don't think uh I think I think this is leading more towards the potential villain that the Marvels will have to fight. That's what I'm leaning towards. So, but do you think they're going to fight this villain in the past? Or do you think that this happens and then the Marvels happens? I don't know. Nick seems pretty not fired or retired in that Marvels trailer. <laughs> so, yeah, right. yeah, and he's still in space. Yeah, so he could he could be, this is taking place slightly after the Marvels. Maybe the Marvels has like a little sting or something that's supposed to lead folks to secret invasion if they haven't seen it yet or is this one of two other marvel based things could fury be a scroll this whole time or could he be a life model decoy which we have been introduced to in the agents of shield show but that is very clearly not accepted as part of the mcu so like they could introduce that um I just feel like it doesn't like he looks so much older, like so much older in this mm -hmm. than in the trailer for the Marvels. Maybe some stuff happens in the Marvels. We don't know yet. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe he's a scroll in the Marvels. And that does take place in the current timeline. But maybe Nick Fury is doing something else. So he has scroll Fury up in space. I'm going to be so mad if they just keep retconning stuff to where they're like, that was a scroll. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of, we did get a huge hint that a main MCU character very well may be a scroll. Um, in this episode, there's a moment where Fury is called Nick and he says, nobody calls me Nick. Mm -hmm. And 
if everyone was watching in the last episode when he's talking to Rhodey, Rhodey calls him Nick. And is Fury just sitting on that, being like, oh, okay, I know what's going on here. Or did he not catch it? I or are they just such good friends? See, that's that's <laughs> the thing, right? Like they know each other pretty well at this point, I would say, but he said even his mom didn't call him Nick. So I don't know. I think it's yeah. I think that Rhodey's a scroll. Yeah. And Talos uh, is like his bestiest best friend, and Talos doesn't call him Nick. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I'm 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 I think Rhodey's a scroll for sure, especially with like the ends, like with the phone call. I'm pretty like I've so I've watched this episode twice. And I really honed in on that that voice at the end, and that's that's Rhodey for sure. <laughs> you know, we're just like it's getting wild, it's getting crazy, it's getting so. What and if everyone's a scroll? Well, yeah, and it's like you look at the setup. I mean, all these political figures are scrolls, mm-hmm. and it's like, how's Rhodey just gonna? go and come in and be like look they've given me a you know i've got the authority i can fire you like mm, mm-hmm. i don't think so yeah because like I, I think we even said this for that episode but like is shield isn't like a government thing right isn't it private yeah so is it a thing at all the, yeah the like <laughs> These, how could these people even have the power to fire Fury? Like, what does Rhodey have that enables him to get rid of Fury? When Shield is it's like an own agency. Yeah, because like uh, Fury's, you know, Fury's going to know so much that he's never going to share with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get rid of Fury. <laughs> and who's the director? It wasn't Maria the director. Oh, the director of Shield. Yeah, was Alfonso McKenzie at oh. one point, but I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of quick searching, so I yeah, don't know yeah. like who's been like the chain of command and where it's fallen. Right, because that's another thing. Like, I know Fury was, and then and then Hydra broke in, and so Fury wasn't. And then when they were like secret underground Shield. I thought that Fury wasn't, but Maria was, but Fury was there. Mm-hmm. And then he blipped. So he obviously wasn't part of anything. And then he came back and went up to space and has been on the sword spaceship this whole time. Yeah. So then is he sword or is he still <laughs> shield? But he's working from a bit like he's ever. He's another third thing. I guess. Do, uh, do y'all think Maria Hill's dead or do you think Maria was a scroll or well she didn't dead. change yeah she didn't change yeah, when she, she got shot change. I I had the same thought I was like wow they're just gonna kill her like first episode like it's mm-hmm. I mean maybe her contract's up but she didn't resign and they were like all right let's get rid of you I don't know but it did seem like a big thing to pull in the first episode of eight, that was a big thing sixth episode series but yeah it does on, feel a little bit weird though for them to straight up fridge Maria. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right away. 
and mm-hmm. and and do like one kind of it wasn't a throwaway scene, but like one scene where her mom is like, "Don't let it be a waste," and then done. We don't ever talk about her again. The disrespect. I mean, maybe you know, I know a lot of people didn't like it. And I know that you both haven't watched all of it. Maybe we'll we'll do a watch through someday. But in Agents of Shield. Right, Coulson. Our ways. <laughs> Coulson died, and then he came back. So maybe she comes back. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, but we'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about the other big thing that happened in this episode. Um, Gaia is, you know, flip flip flapping sides left and right, and. <laughs> She's back on the good side and she goes back into the human holding pen or whatever they call it, where everybody's all strapped up. They keep showing the one guy, the like news reporter. Every time they go back there, they make a point to like slowly pan the camera so that you can see that he's there. And I only note this because I've I've noted it in all three episodes when they have shown that room. Mm-hmm. They show him and I'm like, yeah, we know. <laughs> We got it. He's a scroll. Like you don't have you don't have to keep showing us the one guy. We got it. Um but okay, so she goes in there to get the launch codes to stop the submarine from blowing up the UN plane. And then she's trying to run away, Gravik catches her and it's all like, okay, like all right, he's going to catch her and bring her back and whatever. And then he shoots her. And it was like, oh, wow. And then we hear her change, which is like the show's way of signifying that somebody died, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a scroll and you die, you change back into your scroll form. And then the car was driving away, and I kept thinking, like, she's going to sit up. She's going to sit up. Something's going to happen, right? Nope. Sure didn't. Sure didn't sit up. So... What a what what do we think is going to happen here? I think it's just uh, a waste of talent. <laughs> like I mean, I kind of almost feel like this character is dead, and it's just it's one of those moments. Like even if the same thing with like um, Maria Hill, like it's like why 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 are you bringing in these like superstars, and then they're like, it's like what. Well, yeah, it's just well, she was such a big part of the trailers that right. it, it made it seem like she's a like a big main character. And then to kill her three episodes in, and we still have three episodes left, it's like you just shut down that storyline. You were like, you know what, we don't want to have to clean up the storyline. Let's just end it right here. Yeah, I think I think the one of the questions that's been circulating is like did she take or become like a super scroll and you know, we just haven't seen anything yet. Like we'll get, we'll go back to that moment. Like after everyone's gone and her body heals and now she's on another mission to go like whatever. But yeah, like I think that's the question of like, is she a super scroll or not? I just think she's alive. Um, There's yeah. many ways that she could be. And I just, I think they panned away before we would really know for sure. Nobody was there to confirm that she was dead. 
like with uh maria like nick goes over to her and can tell um yeah i I just think she's not dead yet partly because they went through all the trouble of casting amelia clark why would they do that if she wasn't meant to be a main character i mean they could be doing the true barrymore thing where they cast her and scream being like this is a main character and then she's dead in the first scene yeah yeah or like a star wars daniel craig thing like (laughs) yeah it just it feels like her story is not over um Especially because we didn't see a lot of this arc where she was following Gravik and then decides to help uh, Talos and all that. We weren't there for a lot of that decision making. So I think the reason why her story feels incomplete is because it is. We haven't followed her through to the end. I mean, but I do also kind of agree that with Luke, because he said it's a wasted talent. They, They have not given Amelia Clark enough to do. Yeah. Yeah. Gaia yeah. doesn't really have a personality as uh as far as we can tell yet. Yeah. She's literally there, something bad happens, and she goes, Oh, that was bad. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on doing her thing, and then the next bad thing happens, and she's like, Oh, that was bad. And it's like, Well, how long are you gonna sit around and watch the bad stuff happen if you don't like it? Just do yeah, something. <laughs> I, I strongly feel like her whole personality is that sometimes she wears a leather jacket. <laughs> when she's feeling spicy mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i mean i hope that i hope that she's not i have a feeling that she's not but at the same time just with the way that they you know they just got rid of maria i kept thinking like ah she's not dead ah she's coming back oh she's not dead and nope she, I think she's dead now. So, if we don't see Gaia in another episode and a half, we'll be like, "Well, okay, I guess that really was it." Mm. What a way to join the MCU! <laughs> <laughs> right. A fantastic use of talent that we have seen is Olivia Coleman. I'm pretty yep. sure I mentioned her in every episode, but her character is hilarious. <laughs> And she's not really good or bad either. She seems to be helping Fury and Talos most of the time, but she also was like torturing people and doing it in a very like cheery and happy kind of way. Yeah, she definitely has her own thing going on that they haven't, mm-hmm. we don't know what it is yet. Um, she, I think she even like literally said that word for word when Fury was like, I need your help. And she was like, I've got my own stuff I'm doing. And it was like, oh, okay. Um, I also like that she, the camera that Fury put on the owl's eye was essentially a contact lens. She right. took the contact lens off of the owl's eye and then put an eye patch on it, <laughs> which I thought was funny, like, haha, funny. But she already removed the camera, so the eye patch is just decorative at this point. <laughs> it's a reminder. <laughs> Sometimes you just like to do arts and crafts. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely hope that we get some more out of her. I'm hoping that maybe. Um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, side note, like Olivia, it's just like Olivia Coleman season because she's in everything right now. <laughs> yes. Well, I in all the movies. I hope that that her character in this is going to bring forth some more of the British heroes. Maybe we'll get some Kit Harrington in action. It seems like a crossover that would sort of make sense at this time. 
So, I mean, we're, we're going to get the Blade movie eventually, right? Hopefully. So, <laughs> I had literally forgotten that we had Kit Harrington until you just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they introduced him and they were like, look, he's going to do something. And then they were like, they forgot about mm. it too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, not. <laughs> well, this this series is getting exciting. I feel like there's lots of cool questions. It's still nerve wracking to know that we're halfway through it. Uh, but hopefully they clean everything up in like a exciting and interesting way. Even if they leave some stuff hanging, that's fine. I get that, you know, secret invasion could eventually turn into secret wars. So if this is just an intro to the scrolls and and their abilities and stuff, like that's fine. Um it does seem like everyone is working against everyone else, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Like even the people that we see as being good eventually have like something where they have like a little bit of a sketchy conversation with somebody and you're like, oh wait, are you not good? Um I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I'm ready for the next episode. <laughs> I'm not ready for it to be over, but I am ready for uh for answers. <laughs> right. So that, that kind of brings me to like so these are like the two two things on my mind after watching these three episodes. One, how is there no technology to detect a scroll at this point? It just seems like silly. This this feels like <laughs> the same kind of concept of like you watch a horror movie that's all set in the dark and all people are doing is walking right past the light switches and never turn them on. It's just <laughs> like surely they would have had technology at this point. Like because Nick Fury has been such a big a part of the scrolls and like mm-hmm. he's been like this has been his almost his entire life and mm-hmm. you would think that being nick fury he would have like secretly co- figured out a way to come up with like some kind of glasses or contact lenses where he can just look at people and know right especially because like he has contingencies for a lot of things you would think right? that this would be one of the main things you would want a contingency for yeah <laughs> people that can like take over your body your memories and your voice oh yeah now maybe maybe they just like the finger cut off method they're like it's simple yeah. everyone yeah. can figure out how to do yeah. it all you <laughs> need is a cigar cutter and you're good <laughs> it's like the same thing with like vampire or like just like pull out your the teeth and <laughs> yeah and then you're safe <laughs> now if that's the case think of how incredible this setup could be for bringing in more mutants specifically x-men specifically mystique right like if the scrolls are able to do this and they just i mean the scrolls kind of have a way to know i think they have a, their own way of communicating mm-hmm. and they have their own internal senses where they know like who is and who isn't but like if mystique could just like be around as well and get into this mix and kind of set up that that would be incredible yeah or even if it was like we are we already know that there's scroll and human relationships going on outside of mm-hmm. just nick fury so mm-hmm. even if that's how we get mystique right like maybe it's a scroll human hybrid yeah that happens to come out blue and that's how mystique gets her abilities like that would be cool Mm -hmm. um 
yeah, and bring it on. Give me a mutant. I don't care who. <laughs> just at this point, just give me anybody. Put them in there. Any uh, mutant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think that's a cool. That would be a cool idea for like a explanation, especially since they've already kind of taken the few mutants that we have gotten and and explained away that they're mutants and been more like, oh, it's cosmic power, right, right. And even even Wanda and Petrov, right, like they. Yeah they technically got their abilities from the cosmic cube. So it would be cosmic mm-hmm. power that's giving them this mutation. So mm-hmm. if that's how we want to play it, that people don't just have mutated genes, but instead mm-hmm. they're mutated by cosmic power, like, okay, maybe the scrolls have cosmic energies and that's yeah, the expansion of the mutant race. <laughs> I mean, so much, uh, especially with like the the beginning of this episode, when you're kind of sitting in this room with all these people in like high political powers, and they're all scrolls. Like it's, it just screams like X Men to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them. We'll get them soon. I we'll get. Them, I can for feel sure. it. <laughs> before Deadpool, we're get we're gonna get one mute. Um, Be- before we get. To see Wolverine in his comic accurate outfit, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get one. We'll get one mutant reference, and then we'll never see that mutant again. That's what'll probably happen. We'll probably um, get. I think. I feel like if we don't get anything in this series, I, I surely we would get something in the uh, the Marvels. You'd think as they're like, especially as they're connecting, trying to figure out like, well, how'd you get your powers? And just like, right. like, oh, you're different than we are. Like, you're a mutant. What? Okay. Then right. like, bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fingers crossed. I mean, at this point, I just want to see Kamala have like actual powers and not be tied yeah. to these cosmic bracelets. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, any final thoughts on uh, episode three? It was really I, mean of Fury to tell Taylor that his full English black breakfast was dog food. Yeah. Don't ruin someone's breakfast. Also, I will say, Americans, they're on to something with the beans for breakfast. I can't explain it, but a lady made those for me, and they're very good. They are. Uh, full English oh, breakfast is really good. Yeah. It is. Uh, <laughs> it was a conversation I was having uh, with my wife during our vacation and stuff, but um, we were talking about like our most memorable meals and things like that and i went to south by southwest mm-hmm. and uh m- me and my friend went to like this uk breakfast meetup and had like a full english breakfast and it was the best thing i've ever had it's so mm-hmm. good <laughs> yeah I, lo- I love a good full english breakfast <laughs> so hearty really get your day going oh yeah <laughs> it's incredible it also ends your day because you're not hungry again <laughs> yeah yeah Pretty much, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, three episodes, like I wish this could have been a little bit longer. I think the concerning thing here is like, are they going to rush things or um, how is this all going to play out? Honestly, if they like stretch this to multiple seasons, that's going to be great. Um, Very curious to see where this is going to go, but so far I'm enjoying it. I agree. Uh, I, I worry about the timeline the longer they spread this out. Mm-hmm. I think if they want to go ahead and just say like, this is a standalone thing, or this is 
you know, 20 years in the future and eventually the MC will catch up to this timeline, like weird, but I, I'd be on board with multiple seasons that way. Um, I just worry about like, how is this all going to like cleanly mesh with everything else going on? Yeah. Uh, unless it is just like explained away as a different universe or something, which like, I don't know, it's kind of lazy at this point. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't, Elisa, do you remember the question from last week? Ooh. Yeah, I don't remember it either. I don't, <laughs> what was that? I, I meant to like write it down and be like, oh, okay, cool. We have it for next week. And I didn't at all. What I was did. episode one question. I did write it down and then I left my book at home. So yeah. I don't have that one either. <laughs> Uh, who do you think's a scroll? I think. Which now, <laughs> now, yeah, now it's like, yeah, wow. that that one's gonna change like every episode. It feels <laughs> like. Do we yeah. need a new question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, have one. Sure. Uh, if this was already asked, I apologize, but I would say since we're like halfway through, and this series kind of leans more into this kind of spy espionage esque. I would say, what is your favorite book or movie or podcast that is in that same genre? Ooh, Aww. that's a good one. <laughs> I have like two that pop to mind, but I'm sure that there, there's probably one I can't even think of right now. That's okay. Write them all down. Maybe we'll get on threads and then we can post the question there and just turn it into a thread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week to hear our exciting answers for our favorite uh, spy espionage content. Um, and for our breakdown of episode four, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully all the answers are answered or all the questions are answered. Probably not, but you never know. Or hopefully we get like some crazy MCU crossover Deadpool and Wolverine pop up and it's a big party and it's crazy and none of us were expecting it. That would be wild. <laughs> no, I, I just, I feel like with where we're at, I'm hoping in episode four, we get more screen time with Rhodey. I'd rather them just reveal if he's a scroll or not at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not drag that um, to the end. Let's just go ahead and like, I think, I think I'd rather know that like now. Mm -hmm. And kind of know what his game plan is, and 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 then have that kind of tie in with the, the last two episodes. I'm fine if they drag it out as long as we get more roadie stuff. Like we yeah. see him doing more things that lead us to think one way or another. That's fine. But like yeah. if they're just not gonna have him in the show as much, and then at the very end reveal that he was a scroll the whole time, it's like, oh, but we didn't see him do anything so mm -hmm. does it matter and if, and if roadie is a scroll what does that ultimately mean for the real roadie like where right is he actually being held captive what right. does this mean for the rest of the avengers yeah and for yeah for how long has he been a scroll is it yeah. has he been a scroll the whole time and like that just in one of their little fridges you yeah. guys what if what if the answer to this is in the first iron man he was roadie and then in the second Iron Man, when they swapped <laughs> actors, oh. that's when he became a scroll. Oh. And this is explaining that. 
And like oh, the scroll just isn't God. good at making faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The scroll just messed up, but no one else seemed to notice. They were all just Tony like, just yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also never Tony drank a little bit too much. So he's yeah. probably like, yeah, yeah, he never noticed. Throaty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We just cracked the MCU wide open. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you all next week for an exciting, uh, not conclusion, but an exciting episode four of Secret Invasion. Hey.